Welcome to Mercy Unwrapped. I'm your host, Christine Franklin. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Lisa Duffy, author of the book, The Catholic Guide to Dating After Divorce. In the early 1990s, Lisa survived her own unwanted divorce. She now devotes her time to helping others heal from their divorces. Lisa blogs at pathios.com and catholicmatch.com. She lives in South Carolina with her husband and her kids. Lisa, welcome. Thank you so much, Christine. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks. I'm really glad you took the time. It, may, it means a lot to all of us. I've got a little quote here um, from the Pope that I'd like to read. Pope Francis writes that during the year of mercy, and here's the quote, we will entrust the life of the church, all humanity, and the entire cosmos to the Lordship of Christ, asking him to pour out his mercy upon us like the morning dew, so that everyone may work together to build a brighter future. Now, I know, Lisa, that there was a time in your life when your future did not look that bright. And I would love for you to talk to us about God's mercy in your life. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity because it's something I really love to share. It was a very profound moment in my life. In 1993, my um, husband walked out and uh, never to return. And um, I found myself at 30 years old, divorced, um, childless, without the hope of having children because I had lost three in miscarriage and uh, due to a surgery um, that rendered me sterile, I was not able to conceive. And uh, Catholic, so I was divorced, childless, without the hope of having children and Catholic, which are not a great mix of circumstances. <laughs> and I kind of went forth um, a very angry person. I was angry with God because I had been a faithful, practicing Catholic my whole life. And I thought, well, how can you allow this to happen to me? This is just too devastating. And for a couple of years afterwards, I sought healing from my sorrow in the world. And I made a ton of mistakes and um, a, a plethora of bad choices. And I found myself about two and a half years later, um, a very successful person as far as the world is concerned, but a, a miserable person because I was so far away from the person that I knew God had created me to be. And one day I was getting ready for work and I couldn't even meet my own gaze in the mirror because I was so ashamed of the things that I had done in the name of healing. At, that were just wrong. And even though I never stopped going to church, uh, my relationship with God was strained at best. And so it was at that moment that I realized something had to change. And I think that God gave me the grace in my heart that day to understand um, that I needed to change. And I changed right away. Um, I made a an appointment to have a general confession with a priest. And um, when I got there, I was ready to turn around and walk out because I didn't want to admit all the things that I knew I shouldn't have done. But I went in and this priest was amazing. He did not interrupt me. He did not tell me what a horrible person I was. He listened very carefully. And 
I just let it all out. It was like opening the floodgates. I, I cried a lot and I talked about how alone I felt, how abandoned I felt, not just by my ex-spouse, but by God. And uh, I, I just let it all bleed out. And at the end of that confession, the priest said, you know, Lisa, you talk about the fact that you feel abandoned by God, but I see, you know, from where I sit, I see that he's had his hand on your shoulder all the time. He's never left you. He's always been with you. And those were such healing words for me. I was so broken and it was exactly what I needed to hear. And I received absolution and I left that confession with the weight of the world lifted off me and a renewed love for Jesus. And ever since then, it's just been all about trying to help others who, you know, may be walking in my shoes, in, in those shoes that I was in, trying to help them realize that divorce is not, it, it doesn't define who they are. It's something that happened to them and that God is waiting whether they are the, the abandoned spouse who is remaining faithful to their vows and feels completely abandoned, or maybe it's someone like me who goes the other way. I think that um, it's an important message to send to everyone who's hurting from divorce, that God is waiting for you. His mercy is endless, and uh, he wants to give you good things. So that's why I do what I do. You know, I love I loved your description of your confession because I think there are people who are very afraid to go back to confession. Um, and your experience was was a very positive one. Um, talk to uh, our listeners who might be, you know, have been away from the church maybe for a long time and have a lot of guilt and shame kind of hanging all over them, you know, and talk about going back to confession because that's a really key point here. Well, I, I, I understand anyone who shies away from confession or who says, absolutely not, there's no way. Um, because it does take a certain amount of courage mm -hmm. to, you know, face up to the things that you've done uh, that you know are wrong and that make you feel guilty. But there's no real way to lead a happy life, a truly happy life, if you, you're carrying this burden of guilt. And you know, a lot of people laugh off the Catholic guilt thing and um, just kind of set it aside. But I found so often that people who just kind of you know, joke about the Catholic guilt are really hurting inside. They, they really are carrying a lot of burdens. And the people who make it difficult to come back are ourselves. You know, um, we've got so many good, faithful priests who are waiting for us. And, and they are in persona Christi, so Christ is waiting for us. And um, all we need to do is just kind of get over ourselves a little bit and walk into that room and put us, our pride aside and just let it all out. And I guarantee anyone who is... Um, you know, kind of afraid of going back, that what you will receive in return is unbelievable. The grace, the healing, the consolation, the joy, it's all going to be there for you. So don't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we were getting ready to do our, 
first confession, we entered the church in 1995 and we had to make a, a confession, you know. And I walked into the church and I saw the line and I left. <laughs> Just <laughs> I, so I know how that feels, you know. But now that I go regularly, I'm always glad that I did. And, um, you know, it's like the he, healing, it's like, healing oil pouring over your head to just get those things off your chest and hear those words of absolution that we need to hear them with our ears we're physical we're physical beings and although we can say, tell god i'm really sorry for all this stuff i did to hear it you know to hear that voice say i absolve you from your sins in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit it's I I just get a big grin every time yeah. that it's still available. So after you went back and made your confession and, um, you know, things were looking up, how did things go after that? Did you have still continue to have struggles or was it just sort of smooth sailing? Wouldn't it be nice if it were just smooth sailing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have tremendous struggles. I, I had a long way to go. Uh, I had to climb out of that hole that I had, you know, crawled into basically. And, um, some of it, um, some of it came easily in the respect that I was now highly motivated to make changes in my life. So the first thing I knew that I needed to do was change the people that I hung around. So I stopped, um, socializing with a certain group of people. And then it, became a little bit more serious of a decision. And I think that this was, um, you know, the evil one really trying to make me renege on my promise. And that was that I knew I came to the realization that if I was really going to live a right life, I had to change jobs. Wow. And I know that that is not something everybody can do. Mm -hmm. I happen to be in a specific position where I didn't have children. I didn't have any other dependents. And even though it wasn't going to be easy, I didn't have jobs lined up or anything. I had to make that decision because there were certain things at work there and certain people that were making it impossible for me to really live my faith. So I quit uh, one day on the spot and I just prayed uh, for God to guide me. And I, the thing is, I had a sort of confidence because I knew why I was making that decision. Um, I knew very well. So I felt, um, safe. I felt that God would guide me some, you know, to something better. And he did, um, almost immediately I was talking with my brother, uh, Patrick, and he mentioned to me just like the next day that there was a Catholic newspaper that had just moved to the local area where I was. And I should go see if they needed a marketing manager. That was my position. And so I did. I applied at the National Catholic Register and got hired. And what was so amazing about that was I left one group of people in order to be able to practice my faith. And at the National Catholic Register, I was in the midst of really good, faithful Catholics there was a chapel in the corner of the office. They had daily mass. I could go to confession anytime I wanted. Uh, I was just surrounded by people who loved being Catholic. And I see that as a great act of mercy of God in my life. So that was just a, a, a real boost for me. And then from there, you know, struggles never cease to be there. But 
I always knew that I, I would never leave God again. Wow. That is really amazing that you had the courage to say, I need to change my friends and I need to change my job. And I mean, that's like major surgery. And <laughs> yeah, the, fact, the fact that you had that courage, that's God's mercy. He gave you that courage to, to do major surgery on yourself. Um, and the and the blessing and the healing was taking you to a new and better place where you could live a happy life. Because um, that's the difference, is that when we're living a life apart from God, we may be having fun, but it, we're not happy. And I can see, I mean, just from what you've told me, how God took you from a place of sorrow to a place of rebellion, back to God, and then now moving into a place where you could actually thrive and become who God means you to be. Uh, this is great. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so, it, you know, I had, there were seven years between my divorce and my eventual remarriage in the church. Part of um, that process was going through the annulment process. And I believe that there was a, an enormous amount of mercy I received even there because the annulment process um, really forces you, if you're not going to go into it with the demand, like, you know, you're already in a new relationship and you want to remarry. And so you kind of have to go through this. So you go through it and then you're really waiting for that piece of paper, um, to come through so you can remarry. That's not what I did. And I don't recommend that for anybody because then you miss out on all the healing. Mm -hmm. I went in it with, um, just, I wanted to resolve my situation. I wanted to be, I wanted to be able to lay that part of my life to rest. Um, so I went through the annulment process and I did, I was forced to face the truth of what happened in my marriage. I was forced to um, accept the fact that even though I married for life and even though I tried to be a good wife, I was not a perfect wife. And there were a lot of things I contributed to the demise of my marriage and that's hard. Uh, it's a bitter pill to swallow, but it was, once I accepted it, it, it was healing. And that was very merciful in my life. And eventually, two years uh, was the time it took for that process. I did receive a decree of nullity. I was free to marry. I eventually, um, through my new workplace, met my husband. Um, at the time, I was convinced I was supposed to be a nun. And um, he walked in the office and says that he knew almost immediately he was going to marry me. But he had to chase me down because I thought I was supposed to be a nun. Wow, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he really had to, you know, convince me. But he was, um, you know, in my prayers, I would pray, Lord, you know, when I wasn't thinking I was supposed to be a nun, Lord, would you send me someone who will at least not make fun of me for wanting to practice my faith? Mm -hmm. And who he brought me was an amazing man who had wanted to be a priest and been through the seminary himself, but it wasn't uh, his vocation. And so uh, we met and we eventually married in June of 2000, which was a phenomenal thing in my life. And despite what the doctors had said, we have three beautiful children today. Wow. And when I first conceived... Uh, my first child, the doctor sat me down in her office and said, 
I hope you understand what a miracle this is because someone with your history should not be able to have children. And um, so I was thrilled and um, I, you know, Christmas is coming up and every Christmas, every birthday, my kids ask me, what do I want? And there's nothing that I want. I have it all. I have a beautiful life, a beautiful marriage and beautiful children, despite any type of cross that I yeah. might bear. And I, I owe it all to God, his mercy and his generosity. I know exactly how you feel. I feel the same way. I, what else do I need? I'm, ca I'm Catholic. I'm happily married and I've got my great kids. And wow, it's really stuff doesn't matter so much. I'm, Lisa, I'm wondering if we could backtrack just a teeny little bit. Sure. Could you give like a two minute explanation of why annulment is not a Catholic divorce? I think there's a lot of confusion about that. And what does it actually mean? Absolutely. Well, first of all, um, people might uh, connect it to like being a Catholic divorce because the annulment process is a legal process within the church. But honestly, that is the only resemblance there is to it being a, a legal, you know, a, a divorce proceeding type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, a divorce is a state sponsored declaration that uh, two people, their marriage is, their civil union is no more. Um, and that's not anything what the annulment process does. The annulment process investigates a couple's dating, engagement, and marriage relationship with special emphasis on the day of the wedding. Because they're not trying to dissolve anything. What they're trying to do is see the bigger picture, kind of the eagle's eye view and the the worm's eye view, the very up close view, to see if a valid marriage bond ever actually existed. And what that means is they're trying to see if there was a, a valid bond in the eyes of God. Does God consider these two people bound for life? Mm -hmm. Or did that bond never come into being? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, these days there are so many ways that you can stand before the altar and not bring a valid marriage into being. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other conversation, but that's sure. really what the annulment process is about. And so it takes a while and um, it should. Um, it doesn't, I mean, I'm not saying everyone, every case should be two years like mine was, but um, it's not something that should be glossed over. Marriage is very personal. And so mm -hmm. the annulment process is very personal as well. I appreciated that you said it was healing for you because I've talked to several people over the years who thought, I can't believe they're making me do this. Yeah. And when I've talked to priests about it, they say it's meant to be healing. It's meant to heal two really hurt people. And I, you know, it, could you expand just a little bit on that? Because you, you had to be healed from that in order to give yourself to your husband. I did. And, and I have to say, I do understand anyone who kind of, you know, looks at the process in box and says, oh my gosh, this is just horrendous. I, I get it. Um, I myself, when I received my questionnaire, it was about 107 questions. In the mail, I flipped through it and I threw it in the drawer and didn't look at it for two weeks because it's extremely personal. Wow. But that is where the healing comes because you you are forced to look at the truth of what happened. Um, you there is a great um, therapeutic 
um, cleansing feeling when you write out what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not looking for one or two sentence answers. These are essay answers. Wow. So really have to go back and um, relive this stuff, but it's good. It, it, it's very, very cleansing. And what it does is it allows you to detach from it. It's like a funeral service for your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, that may sound funny to some people, but that's really what it is. Funeral services are for the living, not for the dead. And so this is a way that helps you detach from what happened, make peace with it, and close that, that chapter of your life and lay it to rest. Oh, that's a that's a remarkable explanation in such a a couple of minutes. <laughs> really appreciate that because I know there's a lot of confusion about it. I know if people go to your website, uh, lisaduffy.com, that, that you mostly minister to people who have been divorced and that there's, you know, going to be a lot of good information there for them. So you, you received your uh, declaration of nullity, which means that what the church determined through its research and really detective work and your honesty is that there was never a real Christian marriage to start with. Uh, and so you were free to marry again, and God blessed you with children. And talk a little bit about your ministry to other people who are divorced, divorced Catholics. Well, I do, I, I reach out to divorced Catholics, and really anyone who's divorced, um, just with a special emphasis on being Catholic, because mm-hmm. it's, it seems extra hard for Catholics. But I do it in numerous ways. Uh, I do podcasts. I've done a few video casts. Um, I write, um, I think, as you mentioned, on different blogs. Mm-hmm. I really want to utilize every tool I can to find these Catholics because when I when it happened to me, there was really nothing out there that was Catholic to help me heal. And I bought a few books on healing from divorce and they had some good tools there, but there were a lot of things that did not, um, uh, that my faith would disagree with, a lot of advice. And so I felt extremely lonely, very alienated, and I, I know that feeling. So I know that there are millions of Catholics out there who are feeling that way. I will do anything to get to them, to reach them, and help them stay close to their faith, because that is where they will find um, true healing. So, um, yes, I, I write a lot, and I have a parish program on my website, Journey of Hope, and um, that's where someone can easily bring a, a support group to their parish and um, use the videos and the books, and that's just my goal. I want to reach as many people as I can so they don't leave, so they know that there's hope for themselves. And mercy, and love, and forgiveness, yes. and all that the church pours out to us. So you must be especially excited that Pope Francis has spoken so much about bringing the divorced back into fellowship. Absolutely. Pope Francis, no, you know, I can't say that Pope Benedict and Pope John Paul II uh, weren't attentive to the divorced community. They were. Mm -hmm. Um, Pope Francis seems to be um, rushing out, the rushing out to find the wounded in, in various states of life, of course, but um, a big uh, part of his attention 
compassion has been paid to divorced Catholics. I think it's very important that we start having some of these really difficult, awkward discussions, and he has started them, and I think it's great. I, I, I know personally many Catholics who have been kind of on the, the outskirts of the church, really just kind of observing from afar. Sometimes they practice, sometimes they don't, but they, you know, they have felt alienated by the divorces, and they are coming back full strength. And it's so beautiful that Pope Francis reaches out in this way and says, yes, there is hope for you. Come back. And that is a beautiful way to end our interview. I'm sorry it's so short, but this is it's been wonderful to talk to you. Thanks for your honesty and your vulnerability and your willingness to share your story of God's mercy in your life. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's just been my pleasure too, Lisa. Thanks. If you like what you've heard and you want more, please subscribe to this podcast, Mercy Unwrapped. It's available at SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, as well as at my website, catholicgrandma.com. Share it with your friends. Give us a five-star review. Post the podcast to your Facebook page. Let's get the word out, especially this word about how to heal after divorce. It's very, very important. I'm Christine Franklin, and you've been listening to Mercy Unwrapped with my guest, Lisa Duffy. This show is produced by Efrain Ramos. To contact him, go to fiverr.com forward slash Efrain Ramos. Until next time, please remember, Jesus is near. Jesus is near.